0: Everyone, my name is Josh Scroggins. I pastor New Beginnings Family. Just wanted to say thank you for joining our podcast and welcome. We hope the following message will be encouraging, will inspire you to grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you'd like to know more about us or would like to support our ministry financially, you can visit our website at www.nbfamily.net. And as always, for all you do to support us, thank you. God bless you and enjoy the message. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining me on this uh, special, special podcast. Um, I wanted to uh, just kind of go through a little bit of summary for for those who were not uh, a part of our, um, our our church physically. This last weekend, not this Sunday, but the the previous previous one, we had a um, we had an event called Outpouring and. Uh, that, that event was, was very powerful. Um, we, had a, we had a special speaker that came in, Dr. Michael Ball, that we flew in from uh, North Carolina. And he came, he's the uh, Church of God International Evangelist. He came and preached for us a series of services that, that were just incredible. God just showed up. He did a lot of incredible things. Uh, many people in our church experienced miracles in their lives. Some were filled or refilled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, many were encouraged. Um, there were several, I think, that that heard or saw something from God. And maybe you were at one of these events. Maybe you were at one of those services and God got a hold of you and you received a special touch from God in some way. Uh, you know, there's, there's just something, there's something different. There's something unique about the atmosphere of revival. And it's powerful. It's, it's memorable. It's full of incredible experiences. And, and and it's possible that when you left one of those services, you left with expectations based on what happened to you in that event. And if you were not there, maybe you watched online. If you have not watched those services online, I would encourage you, please, please do um, go to our Facebook page, check out those videos, go back and watch those services. They are powerful. God was in the building. He was he was powerfully present. And there was even at one point, and I'm not sure which service it was, uh, God even even led me to walk towards the camera in the back and begin praying for those watching the broadcast. Now, that might be you. So if if you weren't there, it could be that on one of these services that God just does something to you right through your computer, right through your phone, uh, right where you are at. But go back and watch those uh, if you were there, then chances are you left with expectations. You left with expectations of, of what would happen. And maybe uh, you came to church this last Sunday. Maybe you're tuning in to this podcast with as many questions as expectations. And really, when I when I left this outpouring event, when I left that, I, I really just had one question that was very persistent the week following that event. And the question was, what next? What next? It kind of like the pastor walking down the street and he sees a little uh, boy trying to press a doorbell on a house across the street. And uh, the problem is the little boy is very small. Doorbell is just too high for him to reach. He's stretching as much as he can, trying to reach the doorbell and just can't quite push the button. And he watches this little fella for a while and finally... The pastor just decides to cross the street, walks up behind him and puts his hand on the little boy's shoulder. He leans over and he gives the doorbell a solid ring and crouching down to the child's level, the pastor smiles and asks, now what, my little man? And the boy says, now we run. (laughs) And I would say that that same thing to us. What now? Now we run. I'm confident that God did some amazing things in in uh, the lives of those who were at our church at the, at these events. I'm confident that if you're listening to this, and really this this message this episode is directed at those who were a part of that event, those who were there, or those who watched online. Because this this uh, message is called "After a Touch," and I want to deal specifically with what it was that God did in this outpouring event and, and, and maybe you weren't at there, but you have have had a time in your life where God has touched you, where you have had a, a touch of God. You've had an experience that was transformational and you wanted to know what next. In particular, there's, there's something that, that I believe happened at this event. I'm, I'm confident God did some amazing things, but it doesn't mean that the work was finished. In fact, what I, what I saw happen in this event was a little different than what I expected. I saw many people set on the path toward the Holy Spirit baptism that I have been talking about over the last several weeks, but they didn't receive it yet. Some received a glimpse of their calling, but the vision, it's not clear yet. Some received healing, at least some level of it physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but that healing wasn't completed yet. So what next? The event's over, the evangelist has gone home. Doesn't that mean the opportunity is now passed? You know, if I had put my trust in an evangelist, then my answer would be yes, the opportunity has passed, but I, I never put my trust in him. I placed my trust in God to use him. To move us to a place where God needed us to be and and if you 've watched these online if you um, if you were at that, then I simply trusted that God would shake your doubts and he did. I trusted that God would move you in a way that you knew what his touch felt like, and he did. I trusted that God was going to open our our spiritual eyes a little bit wider and he did. I trusted that God would call you or or our people to ministry at least to some of them and 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 he did he did that I believe he did I believed that God was going to rekindle the flames in our hearts and he did that see God did all of that but what I didn't anticipate is that he didn't finish a lot of that work he merely started it it was as if God wanted us to know that he is still God even when we step outside of that kind of unique atmosphere so what next In this episode, we're going to talk about a man who was uh, blind. This man was healed by Jesus, but the way that Jesus acted during this encounter, it was very unique. In fact, the method that Jesus used was unique. And like many of us after this past weekend, the completion of Jesus work was delayed after the man received his touch. In other words, the experience that he had with Jesus was unique. He received a unique touch from him, but he didn't experience the completed work of Jesus' touch immediately. It was a process. In this episode, we're going to learn from his story as we ask the question that this blind man certainly asked after receiving a touch from Jesus. What next? Mark 8, 22, it says, They came to Bethsaida. And some of the people brought a man who was blind to Jesus and begged him to touch him. A couple of weeks ago, I felt like the people of this town, as, as your pastor, as, as, uh, as, as the pastor of, of New Beginnings family, I brought my people to God. I brought you before God. I brought you to the feet of Jesus by name in prayer. I knew that some of you were hurting. I knew some of you were searching. I knew that some of you were being primed to receive your calling. I knew that some were spiritually hungry and some were spiritually dry. I fasted longer than I have ever fasted before, and I prayed for the people of our church. The people of Bethsaida brought this man to Jesus, and they begged Jesus to touch him. The next verse says, taking the man who was blind by the hand... He brought him out of the village. See, when these people brought this man to Jesus, what Jesus did was really interesting. He took the man by the hand and he took them, took this guy out of the village of Bethsaida. It's interesting because he, he doesn't really do this. It, we don't really see this kind of behavior typically from Jesus. Typically, the way that Jesus heals someone is 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 uh, blind or sick. Maybe they're they're uh, uh, they're deaf or they're dumb or they've got uh, leprosy or whatever it might be. People come to him and he just heals them. But that's not what happened with this man. He takes the man by the hand and he leads him out of the village. Why would he do that? Why not heal the man right there? Simply put, it's because the town was cursed and it was actually Jesus who cursed the town. Matthew eleven twenty to 22, it says, Then he began to reprimand the cities in which most of his miracles were done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that occurred in you had occurred in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But nevertheless, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. Jesus had cursed this city because the people of that city wanted to see miracles, but they had no interest in repentance. They wanted a show. They didn't want a savior. They wanted to see Jesus heal the body, but they didn't want Jesus to heal their hearts. They sought after the signs, but they ignored their sin. It's likely that the people who brought this man to Jesus had impure motives when they brought him. They wanted to see a show. And so what Jesus did in response is rather than give them the show, he took this man by the hand. His heart went out to this guy. He, he loved him. He cared for him. He wanted to help him. But he had no interest in performing for these people. And so he took this man out of that cursed place. This is really interesting. As I, as I was preparing this sermon, I noticed something I had not noticed before. The first touch of Jesus to this man. The first touch that this man experienced from Jesus, it was not actually for the purpose of healing him. It was for the purpose of relocating him because healing would not be found in that location. I'm confident that at least a few of you experienced a touch from God for that very purpose during outpouring. Jesus relocated you from a place of doubt to a place of faith. He relocated you from a place of pain to a place of joy. He relocated you from a place of dryness to a place of foolish, uh, fullness. Why? Because the work God wants to do in your life cannot happen in the place you were at before. He needed to move you to make you ready for what comes next. Jesus needed to get this man into a place that was away from the distractions of his normal life. And that's exactly what God did for us during this event we had a time of four services in three days. We got away from the normal grind of life and got face to face with Jesus. During this time, many of you experienced a kind of touch from Jesus that was unusual and unexpected. If you weren't at the event, then think back to a time where you have experienced a touch from Jesus that might have been different than you expected, that might have been unusual, might have been unique. And let me tell you that this man, this blind man experienced an unusual and unexpected touch from Jesus. The second half of verse 23 in Mark 8, it says, and after spitting in his eyes, I love how it just, it just says that just matter of factly, like, well, of course that's what he did, right? After spitting in his eyes, it doesn't say, and Jesus spit in his eyes. And then after that, it just, just after spitting in his eyes, <laughs> like this was, this was just normal. It says, after spitting in his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked, do you see anything? Think about this for just a moment. This is now the third time that this man has been touched by Jesus. And now Jesus is speaking to him. So God has touched him three times and spoken to him once. He touched him the first time on the hand to lead him out of the town, right? To relocate him. He spit in his eyes. That's a second touch, although it's pretty pretty, uh, pretty unexpected, pretty unusual, pretty, pretty gross. Then Jesus laid his hands on him. And now Jesus speaks. Do you see anything? I imagine this is not what the man expected after hearing stories of Jesus healing others. I mean, Jesus had spoken to people, right? Jesus, this is, this is the only time I, I can tell where Jesus directly just spits in someone's face. Um, there, there's one that's kind of close where, where he, uh, he, he heals a man by making some mud with his spit. But even that's a little, a little bit different. This, this just says he spit in the man's eyes. This was the man's chance right here to get offended, right? To, To ball Jesus out. This was the man's chance to punch Jesus in the face and respond and in response to getting spit on and walk away disheartened. In fact, many people do just this when God works in a way that's not our preferred way. When Jesus spit in this man's eyes, he could have gotten offended and walked away. He could have responded in anger and walked away disheartened. He could have lost faith. He could have lost hope. And in fact, that is what people tend to do. A lot of people do when God works in a way that isn't the way we preferred, right? They, they get mad at God. They lash out at him. They walk away. God might have done something in your life. It's not how you expected it. During this event, maybe someone prayed for you and you fell and you didn't expect that. Maybe you didn't get the healing in the way that you wanted. Maybe you wanted a vision of of your calling and all you got was a few words as someone prayed for you. Here's what's important to understand. It isn't about how God touches you. It is that God touches you. We have to trust that God is God and he knows what is best. I I don't care how it is that God touches my life. I just want him to touch me. I want, I want his touch, whether it is spitting in my eyes, whether it is touching me with his hand, whether it is a word, whether it is, it is something that God does through a song, whether it is, it is a miracle, whether it is a vision, whether it is a prayer, whether it's a song, whatever it is that God is, is doing, as long as it is God touching me, that's what matters. As long as God touches you, that's what matters. It doesn't matter how he does it. It matters that he does it. See, the problem, though, is that after Jesus spits on the man's eyes, after he lays his hands on the man, the man wasn't fully healed. He, he could see a little bit, but what he saw was really fuzzy. And now Jesus is asking him if he's healed. And now this man has a choice. Right. This, this man now has a choice. And I want you to just for a second, put yourself in this man's shoes. You have heard stories about all the people that Jesus has healed. Never one time has he ever failed to heal anyone. Never one time has there ever been a problem that you are aware of where he has healed someone and, 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 and it only happened partially. You're aware of no other instances. And now, this man that you've heard of has healed you, but the healing isn't complete. Now, if it's me, I'm probably wondering if I did something wrong. I am wondering, was it me? Did I not have enough faith? Do I have something in my life that's stopping the healing from God? Do I, do I have, do do I have something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Did I think something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Did I not do something right? Did I forget a step, right? All, All of this, that's where my mind goes. You know, when when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time, my story is is very different than a lot of people's. A lot of people, they respond to an altar call. God moves on them. He touches them and they immediately are filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in tongues. That That is the typical story. And it's one that we so often as Pentecostals, we push that. And we forget that sometimes God does not work instantaneously. Sometimes God works through process. This man had been touched three times. He had been spoken to directly by Jesus. And yet his healing was not yet complete. When I wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I I went up to altar calls. I, I responded to the call for that to be prayed for. In fact, I did that again and again and again every single week. We had a we had a very Pentecostal led um youth group. I went up to the altar call every week. And it feels like it was for months. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was well over a month. It was it was multiple times and I want to say it was at least a couple of months. I went up again and again and again, and I feel like I got a touch from God every single time. It was powerful. It was moving. Something was happening but there was not a definitive moment yet where I felt like I had been baptized. It took months before it finally happened. It was a process. And as that happened, I began to wonder, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Did I not have enough faith? Am I not surrendering enough? Am I trying to control too much? All of these questions, all of these doubts, and and I'm 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 sure that some of this had to be going through this man's mind. Jesus had never failed to heal. Jesus, as far as he knew, had never had trouble healing. That this seems unusual. You know what's interesting though is he's not unique. There are examples in Scripture where the process that Jesus used to heal was not instantaneous. That happens throughout the Bible. Right? I, I think about in particular, um, I, I think about this man, but I also think about another man we, we mentioned earlier, that Jesus spit in the, in, the, in the dirt and made mud and put it on the man's eyes. Was he healed at that moment? No. Jesus says, go and wash. So the man had been touched by Jesus. He had been spoken to by Jesus, but his healing didn't come until after he had gone and washed his eyes. There's, there's a series, uh, there's a, a group of lepers, right, 10 lepers, that Jesus heals, but the healing doesn't come instantaneously. He speaks to them, tells them they're healed, tells them to go and, and, and um, go to the priest and, and get declared uh, clean. He tells them to do that, but the, they're not healed in that moment. The Bible says that as they were walking to the temple, that their bodies became healed. Their bodies became cleansed it was as they were walking. It was a process. It wasn't instantaneous. Jesus had spoken to them. He had already told them they were healed, but the healing didn't happen immediately. It happened progressively. Sometimes healing, sometimes the work of God does not happen instantaneously. Sometimes the way that God works is through a process. There's there's a, a passage in the Bible, in the Old Testament, where a man is told to wash, to dip in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the Jordan seven times. And only after all of that was he healed. There wasn't an instantaneous when the prophet spoke to him, and it wasn't a healing. It was a process. Sometimes the way that God works is not instantaneous. It is through process. And if God chooses to work through process, that does not mean that you've done something wrong. That does not mean that there's something wrong with you. It could be that simply God is choosing to work through a process in your case. God's not against doing that through process. Do you think that God created everything instantaneously, or did he do it over the course of several days? Step by step, process through process. When God wanted to redeem mankind back to himself after sinning in the garden, was it instantaneous? No, it was done through a process over thousands of years that God led his people. Until the point that Jesus came, there was a process that happens. Oftentimes, God works through process rather than instantaneous. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means that this is the way God is choosing to work. And sometimes he does work instantly. It's great when that happens. I love when that happens. But oftentimes, that's not how God responds. And, and what, what tends to happen is, is that when God does not work instantaneously, we, we take it as if it's a failure on our part. Or that it's a failure on his. The fact is that sometimes the way that God chooses to work is simply through process. And here's this man. Jesus has touched him by the hand and led him out of town. Jesus has spit in his eyes. That's another touch. Jesus now laid his hands on the man. That's three times Jesus has touched this man. Then he speaks to the man. Do you see anything? Right? Now Jesus has spoke. So he has touched him three times. He has spoken to him and the man barely sees. What he sees is very fuzzy. He can see people, but the problem is that the people look like trees, right? They're super fuzzy. And the man has a decision to make. Will I accept this little bit of healing that I got? Say that is good enough for me and walk away? Grateful but unfinished, uncompleted. He could have answered that way, right? He could have said, "Yes, I can see," cuz cuz that is true. Jesus says, "Do you see anything?" And the truth is, yes, he did. It was fuzzy. It wasn't in focus. The healing wasn't complete, but he did see something. And he could have told Jesus, yes, I can see. It's a little fuzzy, but that's so much better than it ever was before. Thank you so much. And then walked away grateful for a partial healing. He could have done that. Or he could stay. He could keep face to face with Jesus until the work was completed. He could be honest. He could be grateful. But he could also realize that until the work was finished, God wasn't done. And that's the problem. How many times do we receive a touch from God? God is in the middle of a process. We take the little wins that we've got and we walk away. We take those moments where we've been touched by Jesus, where God has has affected our lives, has done something incredible in our lives. And then we just file that away as a fond memory and go about our lives just like it was before. And remember that one time when God did something special in our life, instead of staying right there until God finishes, the man had a choice to make. Here's what he chose. In verses 24 to 25, it says he looked up and said, I see people, for I see them like trees walking around. And Jesus, it says he laid his hands on his eyes. Now the man is touched a fourth time. And then he, being the man, looked intently and was restored. And he began to see everything clearly. This is the situation that many of you are in right now. Your pastor took you by name in prayer to the feet of Jesus and begged Jesus to touch you. You were removed from, for three days from a normal life and immersed in the presence of God. You experienced a powerful touch from Jesus that made you see him more clearly than ever before. But the work isn't finished yet, and now you have a choice to make. Are you going to take the partial blessing that you were given? Are you going to take the the, the moment that Jesus touched you and then go back to your normal life and remember how special it was that one time when Jesus touched you? Or are you going to stay face to face with Jesus until he's finished? See, here's, here's something that I didn't notice before until I began studying this passage. When Jesus touched the man again, this is now the fourth time Jesus has touched him in this passage. Scripture tells us that the man looked intently and then was restored. Jesus laid his hands on the man's eyes. So when Jesus moves his hands, where is the man looking? He would have been looking Jesus in the face. He was face to face with Jesus. So scripture says this, that Jesus laid his hands on the man's eyes and then it says the man looked intently. Where was he looking intently? He was looking intently on the face of Jesus. Now notice the man's healing did not come when Jesus took him by the hand and led him out of town. The man's healing did not come when Jesus spit in his eyes. His healing did not come when Jesus laid his hands on the man. The healing did not come when Jesus spoke to him. And in fact, the healing did not come when Jesus laid his hands on the man's eyes again. Scripture tells us that the healing only came after all of that, when the man looked intently at the face of Jesus. This completed work of healing came after multiple touches of God. The completed work of healing came after Jesus spoke to the man directly. The completed work healing came because the man refused to become offended. He refused to walk away, and he refused to look away from the face of Jesus until he had received all that God had for him. What if you were just one touch away from experiencing the fullness of what God has for you? What if all that you have experienced so far was just the setup, And now all that's left is for you to intently focus on nothing but Jesus. What if by simply worshiping God with all that you have, by putting your focus entirely and completely on him, what if by doing that you opened yourself up for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire? What if you opened yourself up to complete healing? What if you opened yourself up for God to give you the whole vision for your life that he gave you just a clue about before? Here's how we're going to end this episode. I'm going to ask you to do something I haven't done before. To take a moment to put on some worship music. To find, find something powerful. Find something that you can just worship to. Find some place that you can get alone with just you and God. Raise your hands. Sing as loud as you can. Forget your schedule for a few moments. Don't seek your answer. Seek Jesus. Don't focus on your healing. Focus on Jesus. Look intently on him. Worship him with all that you've got and watch what he does next. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us at New Beginnings Family. We appreciate you listening and hope that the message was encouraging, inspiring, challenging, that ultimately it brings you closer to Jesus Christ. If you have any questions for us or would like to get a hold of us, you can reach out to us at www.nbfamily.net. Thank you so much. We love you. Have an amazing day. And thank you for all your support. We'll see you next time.